Hi, my name is David Elstein, and this is the American Board of Orthopedic Surgery podcast. Each episode is designed to help busy orthopedic surgeons learn more about the ABUS and board certification. On this episode, we talk with Dr. James Kang, chair of the ABUS Maintenance of Certification Committee. Dr. Kang is an orthopedic surgeon in Massachusetts who specializes in spine surgery. He's going to talk to us about case lists and why the ABUS requires them. Hi, Dr. Kang. Welcome to the podcast. Hello, David. So let's start with the basics. You know, what are the ABUS case list requirements? Well, that depends on what stage you are in your career. Uh, if you've finished your part one and you're about to go through part two, those candidates uh, will require a case list. And also the MOC candidates that have been in practice for a while that requires recertification also must submit a case list at the time of their application. All surgical cases where you are the primary surgeon uh, has to be uh, put into this list. Uh, no co-surgeon or assistant surgeons uh, can be added to this list, uh, especially if you are the co-surgeon or the assistant surgeon. Uh, the ABLS website lists the cases uh, you should not include, and that's important. Uh, so all diplomates should uh, go to the website to review this. Uh, for the Part 2 collection, the time period is between April and September of, uh, for the year before you will take the exam. Uh, and, these, and this list should include all surgical cases. Right now, uh, 2022 Part 2 candidates are actively collecting their cases. If you are entering into the MOC uh, portion, uh, the collection period starts on January 1st for the uh, year before the exam you must enter the first 75 surgical cases and then stop. Or uh, you need to enter all cases from January 1st to September 30th. Um, there's a 35 case minimum list that you have to submit. Uh, but for those who are not able to reach 35 cases during that time period, you should contact ABOS office to discuss it. Once these cases are submitted uh, through the... Uh, system, uh, you will be submitting through the ABOS scribe system. Uh, it uh, this clearly shows what type of information to include. Uh, we've actually streamlined the system over the years to make it easier to use, and most people should get through it without too much difficulty. In addition, you must remember that the medical records office at your institution must sign off on these case lists to acknowledge that all cases for the time period uh, were actually submitted. Excellent. So why does the ABUS require a case list? Well, if you're taking the part two of the exam, um, these are the oral uh, examinations, and 12 of the cases that you have submitted are selected for presentation at the exam, typically held in Chicago in, uh, in July uh, in most instances. Uh, for the oral recertification portion of those who are electing to go through the oral recertification route of the MOC, uh, there are diplomates who take the oral examination and 12 cases of their list are also selected from this list. In general, for all, it, this is an excellent assessment of uh, diplomates' practice. Um, one, must one must know our process and that once the list has been submitted to the ABOS, the ABOS actually puts the case list through a computer algorithm to look for certain outliers. You must also submit all of your complications. 
we will potentially uh, get you will potentially get flagged if you if very few complications are shown. Um, also, some I outliers may be referred uh, to the ABOS Credentials Committee for further review. What does that mean? Well, for example, this could include, but not limited to, for a large number of arthroscopies in elderly patients, or arthroplasties in very young patients, or excessively very high complication rates. That's also an opportunity for self-evaluation of uh, performance in your practice. And this is why the ABOS highly recommends that the surgeon inputs the case themselves and not have an assistant do it because errors can occur if you are not doing it yourself. Uh, the surgeon is ultimately responsible for the case list and what's included. Um, and the um, case list feedback report is also provided to all the diplomates. Can you talk a little bit more about the case list feedback report? Well, it's actually a snapshot of your practice. So the, uh, the latest reports have just gone out to the diplomates. Uh, it can compare surgical procedures, patients and outcomes data, uh, including complications uh, from the submitted caselets with similar caseless data. Um, it can also be very useful to help you select CME and the SAE activities that can also help your practice. Well, thank you, Dr. Kang, for your time. More information about the case list can be found on our website, www.abus.org. If you enjoyed this episode of the American Board of Orthopedic Surgery podcast, please subscribe to us on Apple, Stitcher, Spotify, Amazon, wherever you listen to podcasts so you know when the next episode is posted. <laughs>